Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 21st of September. The US Federal Reserve mercifully left rates unchanged last night. The maniacal chant of hike, hike, hike seems to be finally fading away. Fed Chair Powell did strongly suggest that rates would be higher for longer, but Fed Chair Powell has given markets absolutely no reason to believe their forward guidance. And investors should assume that economic data and the direction of inflation will have more bearing in the future than anything Powell says today. Unfortunately, yesterday's Federal Reserve meeting was somewhat marred by the curse of the dot plot. This was an attempt to improve clarity about what members of the Fed think when it was introduced. Unfortunately, it's rather backfired in a world of soundbite economics and social media. The dot plot allows for no nuance or subtlety. There is no ability to communicate a borderline decision. So if someone is 50-50 on whether rates should rise again, that will be communicated, at least as far as the media is concerned, as an absolute certainty that this member supports a rate increase. The division of opinion for rates over the rest of this year, in theory, shows a slim majority in favour of a hike. However, that cannot be a high conviction view. The subdued inflation story signals of ongoing disinflation pressures, slowing wage growth, and some rather troubling signs in the details of employment data argue that a sensible central bank would see little need for further interest rate increases. And then we come to the Bank of England. The Bank of England Monetary Policy Committee is, unlike some of its international counterparts, essentially an academic institution. One gets the sense that its deliberations are somewhat similar to the discussions of an Oxford College senior common room. Unlike the Federal Reserve, there is no theatre about disagreement at the Bank of England. One cannot imagine Bank of England Governor Bailey resigning just because they lost a vote, in the way that Fed Chair Volcker did back in 1987. Today's decision is likely to be split. The inflation data yesterday showed that when profit-led inflation does come under fire, it can turn around quite quickly. Remember that the inflation data is still overstating the nature of UK inflation uh, because of the dual pricing strategies of supermarkets and the presence of owner's equivalent rent. However, some of the decline in inflation was due to volatile components that may reverse. The economy has also been stronger than first thought. There have been big revisions up to GDP, and the public sector net borrowing data published today was revised stronger, and that might imply more economic activity and thus more tax payments. But the strength in the economy also implies that labour costs, wages adjusted for productivity, have been lower than were first thought, and that reduces systemic inflation pressures. If I had a vote, and I have not yet been appointed to the Monetary Policy Committee, it would be for unchanged rates against a backdrop of a fairly aggressive quantitative policy tightening. But that may not be the way the Monetary Policy Committee goes today. For data elsewhere, we have US initial jobless claims of some interest, given the deteriorating quality of employment growth of late. 
There's also the Philly Fed Sentiment Survey, which, as a survey, should be treated with customary caution or, frankly, just ignored. We also have rate decisions coming out of Sweden and Switzerland. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.